Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 123. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Phil Schiller. I mean, uh, Chris Biden. Hey, everybody. We love talking about all things Apple here on the podcast. Chris, we have a lot to talk about, including the fact that there are some Apple Store Blues. So, Chris, um, I have to tell you, I changed up the plans here a little bit for next week's show. Yeah, you did. I'm really upset with you about it. I know. Go ahead. Give it to me, man. Okay. So earlier, like last week, Cliff and I were talking on the phone. We very rarely do that, but sometimes we do. And uh, we came up with this great idea that Cliff and I were both going to reserve the iPhone at the store. Yeah. And then go at like 7, even though they open at 7. So it means we'd have to get up earlier. Uh, but we were going to go up there, do like a, a live, not a live show, but like do a show with the crowd and this, that, and the other and talk about the line and, you know, kind of a special show. It would have been fun. And then I got a message that Cliff pre-ordered his iPhone and it's going to be delivered to his house. So he has ruined uh, the most <laughs> awesomest show possible ever. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just, it's your show, Cliff. It's, you know, uh. Do you want to ruin it with but by not doing the coolest thing in the world, that that's fine, man. Uh, I'll still be in line. I know, I know, I know. I just, you know, I I remember going and and waiting in the in the line for the iPad, and here was my thinking: is that you get you get in the line in the iPad, and you see all these people over there who have pre-ordered their stuff, and then there's this question: Am I going to get one? Am I going to get one? Am I going to get one? I pre-ordered mine, so I'm going to get one. All right, all right. Well. Uh, we'll see. I, the thing is, is of course, um, I went in now, of course, let me ask you this. How long did it take you to reserve just to go into the Apple store? No AT&T check necessary. Well, I guess there's it's still, it still like, did. It still did an AT&T check. How long did uh, it take you to reserve your phone? I started at six 30 and I got it at seven 30. Oh, you got it so, that quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I had mine reserved at seven 30 and then I double checked. Uh, I downloaded the uh, the app for the iPhone, the Apple Store app, and yeah. you can log in with your Apple ID because that's how they, they tie your Apple ID in with your reservation, which is cool. You know that means you can't you know make six reservations for yourself, right? So I checked, and all of a sudden it popped up like something under my reservations, and I clicked on it, and it showed my reservation for Thursday. So yeah, I mean I was in the system at seven thirty in the morning, so. Well, maybe kind of bummed out I couldn't get a white one, but that's another story altogether. So, so you're not going to get a white one then? No, I. My wife was like, "Why don't you just wait?" Never mind. I know you won't. And I told her, I said, <laughs> "Honey, it could have Hello Kitty on the iPhone, <laughs> and I will still get it because it's it to me. It's about it's about what it can do, and and it doesn't really matter what color it is at the end. Um, now I'll probably get a bumper. Unfortunately, only the black bumpers are available at launch. So I have the Darth Vader style phone, all black. Yeah. So so so, so here's the situation. One of the stories. There are a couple stories here. Number one 
is that on launch day, without knowing this until you go there, um, uh, or well, on launch of you know pre-order day and reserve day, you can't get the white iPhone. I mean, why? Why is that? I mean, is there? Can you imagine any reason? Yeah, they, they didn't want to, because a lot of people aren't going to want the white iPhone, right? I, I would say more often than not, people are going to want the black. So if they had the focus on getting as many phones in as many hands as possible, they probably didn't want to split the supply chain up and have white, you know, some white and some black at the stores and then have some people not interested in getting that. So they probably just said, let's just focus on getting as many phones in as many hands as possible. And that's by from making it just the black phone. All right. Well, that's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I mean, like you, you're really looking forward to getting the white phone. I know that you were. And I was. It would have been cool. And, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I can imagine. I have to imagine that there had to have been a way in their computer system to say, listen, you know, we have 300 white phones and we're going to we're going to set aside, you know, 150 of these uh, for for reservations. And so, you know, if you go in and say, I want to reserve a phone and my store I want to go to is Kenwood. And it's like and I click a white phone, you know, if, if you're the 101st person to do that, it just says, I'm sorry, that one's not in stock. Would you like a black? Would you like to reserve yeah. a black one? That. Now, now, by by some sheer chance, the store has some white ones. I'm definitely going to try to to flex my. I used to work at the Apple store to try to get one of those, but I I seriously doubt they're. they're I think they're just going to have the black phones there for sale. So you don't think the white phones are going to be available even for people who not walk until next in. month? Yeah. See, I think that that's ridiculous. I I don't. Th- I think they should have announced that the white phone wouldn't be available. I mean that. I agree. Would, yeah, Steve that. just said, you know, the white will come out in a few months or, you know, a, a little later. Yeah, because that, that wouldn't have been a big deal because here's the deal. You're going to have people who are going to show up. They're going to get in line. Pe- the people who did not go to the store, the people who don't listen to these podcasts. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to be waiting in line for hours, probably. Yes. And then they're going to get to the front of the line and they're going to say, yeah, I need a 16 gig white. And they're going to say, yeah, we don't have any of those. Yeah. So, so those are coming out in a few months. Yeah, I would be really upset. That's what I'm saying. And, and and I'm hoping... They should probably have signs somewhere saying that they don't have any white phones. I think... Just- my, my feeling here is that they will have white phones at the store, but they just didn't want to make them available for pre-order. I And, and I don't have any reason why, but, you know, I don't know. Anyway, hey... Yeah, I would be a very happy camper if I could get one of those. So I... Here's, here's the deal, Chris. I tried for three hours to reserve my phone three hours to reserve my phone and what people tried more than that oh i oh well hold on hold on so it took me three hours to try to reserve my phone i tried i tried and tried again i mean so many times i can't even tell you and finally i decided you know what I'm not going to try to reserve my phone. This is obviously the reason why I can't get this thing to happen. This website is brought to its knees because so many people are trying to get these phones. I'm not going. I mean, if I get through, I don't by golly, I don't want to sit there and get a reservation and possibly be told that I can't get it, you know, on launch day. I'm going to pre-order the phone. And it took me another six hours or no, another seven hours on top of that. I tried a total of 10 hours. It was about 6.30 p.m. 
when I finally was able to process my pre-order and I was so basically I, I went through and in 10 hours from the time I started, I finally was able to purchase and pre-order and set for delivery for June 24th, my black iPhone. <laughs> so that's that's why I ended up. You figured why you had the chance, you might as well lock it in. I wanted to lock it in. I, I, I wanted a receipt that says your phone will be in your hands on June 24th. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. So that's what happened there. And so that, you know, I, I, I felt bad about it. But at the same time, I, I mean, it was just it was just obvious that there was some issues that were going to be involved with this phone. And, you know, I read stories today and I'm kind of glad that I did this because here's the deal. Uh, first and foremost, um, it, Apple released a statement. It says yesterday, Apple and its carrier partners took pre-orders for the more, for more than 600,000 of Apple's new iPhone. It was the largest number of pre-orders Apple has ever taken in a single day and was far higher than we anticipated, resulting in many order and approval system malfunctions. Many customers were turned away or abandoned in the process and abandoned the process in frustration. We apologize to everyone who encountered difficulties and hope they will try again or visit an an Apple or carrier store once the iPhone 4 is in stock. Not yeah, it's- only not only that, but the Apple Store and AT&T are both sold out of all the pre-orders. And if you were to try to get a pre-order now, I think it's I think you're looking at like the second week in July to get your phone. Yeah, yeah, July 14th. That's crazy. <laughs> 600,000 phones pre-ordered. Man, remember Remember that Android phone that came out and brought the carrier to their knees and, and sold six? Oh, yeah, that's never happened before. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that Android phone. Quiet your pie hole there, uh, Evo lovers. There you go. So, hey, here's the here's the deal. I have a one of the reasons why I won't move to the Android. Okay. All right. There are, Lay it on there, me there, there Hoss Cat. There are a few, but I read this in Mashable. Given the fact that Android 2.1 has been around for half a year and Android 1.5 is older, older than a whole, than a one year, you'd think that most Android phones now sport the latest version of the software. This is not true. This, oh, this is now true, but just barely. According yeah. to the latest stats from Android developers, 50% of active devices are now running Android 2.1 while 25% of the devices are still uh, based on Android 1.6 and 24.6% of all devices are still running the ancient 1.5. This is what I don't like. This this goes back to the Windows thing. You know, everybody's running something different. I mean, I'm still running Windows XP for goodness sake. You know, on, yeah, on well, yeah. actually, I, well, I, yeah, I am. Even in my, even in my parallels, I refused to upgrade. Um, yeah, it's the fra- it, the fragmentation is is a big problem. And and here's right. the situation: if you if Especially you go if you're a developer, out, exactly. You know, the developers are building these apps and stuff like that, and they can't depend on whether or not. It, it, heaven forbid, I go to let's just say Android two point one is the most current release, and um, I go to the store and I want to buy this. I, I'm tied to this carrier because of a contract, and I want to go buy this phone. And and this phone has you know one point six on it or something, 
I mean, it's, it's just like ridiculous. And of course, I imagine those can be updated and stuff like that. But then some of these carriers throw special, you know, their version of software on top of it. And, and yeah, see, and that's 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 the difference between Apple and Android is that Motorola, uh, HTC, all these all these manufacturers are are kind of bowing down and, and allowing um, the carriers to kind of dictate what goes on the phones, how they're locked down, uh, even if they can be upgraded in a timely fashion, because. You know, when you get an upgrade, let's say for the Droid Eris, like my brother has a Verizon phone, it's got to be curated through Verizon. Right. Uh, you know, Verizon's got to put its Verizon-y stuff on it. And that's really what makes the iPhone a success, I think, is that they don't have to listen to any carrier regarding the software on the iPhone, with the exception of tethering and things like that. But like the overall look, functionality, um, upgrade, timelines, things like that, that's all dictated by Apple, and that's why things work so well on it, and that's why you can get software revisions for, for, for older phones, and everybody is not you know, on all these different versions of the phone. Everybody really moves. You know, when, when 4 comes out, sadly, people that have the, the classic iPhone are going to be left behind, but you know, that phone's three years old now. But you know, everybody else... Uh-oh. Did we lose Chris? Uh-oh. We lost him. Let me pause and see if I can get him back. Well, I don't know what happened to Chris there. Um, it appears that he dropped his internet connection, so I'm going to continue on. Uh, I'm not exactly sure uh, what he was going to say there, but you know the the thing is is that I'm just not I'm just not sure that I want a phone where I'm not given the ability to get the latest update to the phone, the latest operating system, right when it's available. Because if all of a sudden I've been following a certain application developer and they say, hey, we're pushing out a brand new version of this of the, our, our, our application overnight, it will be available in the morning. But it's going to use it. the reason why it's not available until tomorrow morning is because that's when the next revision of Android's coming out and it's built just for that. And of course, if all of a sudden I'm on a carrier that that says, you know what, you don't get to upgrade until we finish doing our part of things and we're not going to be done uh, until, you know, a couple of weeks later, then then I have to wait a couple of weeks or even worse, I might have to wait a couple months to uh, get everything uh, onto my phone the way that I want it. And I just don't like that. And uh, I am going to try to get Chris on his cell phone. I think that's a great idea. Hold on one second. All right, we got Chris Sorry. back. So anyway, Chris, uh, I I just wrapped it up. Let's go ahead and move on to to something else. And oh, by the way, since we're on the Android thing, I'll just say this: uh, Did you okay. did you hear the rumor that uh, Google is finally forcing the hands, and that uh, from this point forward, you will be able to buy a Android phone without Verizon or Sprint being stamped on it? Good. I'm no. I'm asking. Did you hear the rumor? Oh no! I, I hope that, that that would be great because let's be honest, man. Steve would never let a big old Verizon logo on the back of that iPhone. I know, but the the question though is, did you hear the rumor? The answer is no. Neither did I. I was just wondering. <laughs> oh, did you make it up? I did. Oh, I'm sorry. That'd be I, awesome. I'm just gloating about the fact that I'm not going to uh, to the to the Android. I anyway. That, You're not going to the Apple Store either. I'm not going to the Apple store. It's coming to me. Uh, you know what, though? Um, you get up really early, don't you? 
Yeah. Okay. How about I call you, say, six at the Apple Store? All right. I'll call you live from there, and you can record it or, or whatever you do. All right. That's what we'll do. We'll, re- we'll, okay. we'll do a recording, and then I'll bring it into the show when I record at 830. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. So by then I'll be activated. My, my hopefully I'll be still in line or my phone will be getting activated or, or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some uh, voicemail feedback. I know you have to run early because you have lots of business that's coming your way. So let's go ahead and turn to our first piece of audio feedback here from John. Hi, Cliff. This is John Wilkerson from the Jesus Geek podcast. I'm calling for help. I got a Mac. And the question I have is I've had my MacBook for three years. Uh, along with another uh, Dell laptop that I have. And one of the things that I absolutely love about my Dell laptop is, well, it's actually two things. There's a switch to turn the wireless on and off, and there's also a keyboard shortcut uh, to turn the wireless on and off. And the Mac doesn't appear to have that in any model, not in the MacBook, not in the MacBook Pro. And I was wondering if there was a utility or something that can be installed on the MacBook so that you can map a keyboard shortcut to turn the wireless on and off on the laptop. Now, that's all that I have. Uh, Thanks for accepting my call, and I hope to hear it on the show. Bye. All right, John, thank you very much. And Chris, I'm going to let you answer this in just a second. The only thing I know, and it's pretty darn simple, if you uh, open up your Mac at any of your Macs, in fact, I'm looking at my iMac, and I actually connect via wireless, believe it or not, uh, my desktop computer, and uh, on all Macs, up in the menu tray at the top right-hand corner, you'll see like the little Wi-Fi signal, and mm-hmm. and all you do, you click that one time, and the very first option uh, that's available to you right down there is turn airport off. That's all there is to it. And then, of course, you you can just click on that and do turn airport on, and it's really that simple. Um, So I'm not sure if you're not aware of that, but that's the way to do it very quickly, very easily without going into a bunch of settings. You just click on the little uh, Wi-Fi logo up there, turn airport switch on my keyboard. Go ahead. What'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're kind of breaking up a little bit. Um, I said, yeah, I said, that's all I want is a switch on my computer to turn us. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's, that's a switch on the computer's old school as far as I'm concerned. So is there, is there a way to do a map a keyboard um, shortcut? He's saying that requires me to use the mouse. So is there a keyboard shortcut that could do that? I don't think so. Not, not that I'm aware of. And if there is, it's probably some kind of hacky thing or something. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not aware of anything either myself. However, I know that there has to be software that will allow you to um, assign keyboard strokes to just about anything. Um, uh, and if not, um, and Vicky's in the chat room, she's suggesting that maybe there might be a way to create something like that in automator. Uh, but here's what I would like to do is, um, is suggest anybody out there who has a solution to this. Uh, so basically John wants to be able to turn off and on the wireless with a, just a quick keyboard shortcut. Uh, if anybody knows of a piece of software that would make that possible, give us a call 859-795-4067 and uh, we'll play it in next week's show. All right, we're going to try to fit in two more calls, and here is John. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Chris. This is John from Houston calling for the 
Help I Got a Mac podcast. Hey guys, just wanted to kind of run something through uh, with you. My wife and I got iPhone 3GS. I think I've told you all about this. Probably back in uh, uh, January, maybe February. Um, anyway, we've came across a little bit of extra money, kind of um, just just money that anyway. But we've came across some money, so that we're gonna um, go ahead and buy the iPhone 4s just to kind of be with the latest technology rather than you know one or two steps behind. Since we can't upgrade anytime soon, might as well just go ahead and be on the top of the line until you're, you know, basically get at the top of the cycle. Anyway, okay, so my question for you is, if I wanted to play with, um, or theoretically, if a friend of mine wanted to play with jailbreaking his phone so that he could uh, just see what the jailbroken community is, would that be okay before he sends it uh, on, um, which my friend being, anyway... I am going to sell my phone through gazelle.com or through eBay. Uh, just try to see, uh, um, you know, and then because I've got to purchase it on unsubsidized. Uh, so, um, would I? Would Would there be anything wrong with with doing that? With all right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap that question and just answer it. <laughs> the an- the answer to your question is absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it, um, except for the fact that Apple will tell you that it's illegal. Uh, So just keep that in mind. But as far as jailbreaking your phone, uh, I would suggest that you do a Google search for jailbreak uh, spirit jailbreak iPhone 3GS. And if I were you, I would not update to the new version of iTunes before you do it. Right. Don't upgrade to the newest version. Uh, And if you want to take a look at it and basically to fix it, all you have to do is restore your phone. Um, And you know what? Um, We'll probably get more money for the phones if they are jailbroken. Yeah, yeah, and and probably not through Gazelle though. I I would suggest. Oh no! Don't sell, dude! Don't sell through Gazelle. Yeah, don't throw sell it through Gazelle. I will tell you right now, you'll get a lot more money uh, from Craigslist. Uh, I remember when I first, when I had my original, my original iPhone, and I wanted to go out and uh, buy the new iPhone. I actually, I remember, I think I, I can't remember. I think I sold it for $250 and it was $199 for me to go buy the brand new iPhone. So you'll mm-hmm. get, you'll get more money. I, I, you, matter of fact, iPhone 3GS, I would say that you could probably expect to get about $400, maybe as close as $500 out of that phone. Um, yeah, I'm really looking. Yeah, because it can do all the multitasking and all that good stuff that the, uh, that the iPhone 4 will be able to do. Yep. If I can get... 150 bucks for my 3G. I'll be a happy camper. Right. Well, hey, I, I know you, you have to run here, Chris. Let's see if we can get Chris Anderson's phone call in before you have to run. Okay. Hello, Cliff and Chris. This is Matt Anderson calling from Minnesota. Or it's Matt. For help, I got a Mac. Well, I know that you guys will be talking a lot about iPhone 4 this week, but I had a question about a competitor. Uh, Sprint has this phone. I believe it's pronounced Evo, spelled E-V-O. Uh, what? is the pros and cons of this phone as compared to iPhone 4. I do not have a smartphone yet. I'm going to be getting one this year, hopefully, finally. Uh, so i wondering what you guys think. I know you're big iPhone fans, but uh, what would you guys say is a good thing about this phone, or do you totally think it's horrible? Looking forward to hearing this week's podcast. Talk to you later. Give me, Bye-bye. Give me filled that one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, good things about it. Built-in uh, Wi-Fi tethering. Uh, you can tether up to eight devices with it. Uh, it's got the 4G, which is only in like eight cities right now, but when it rolls out, it'll be awesome and super fast. And the 4G will uh, be unlimited data. Yes. Uh, big screen. 
not as high resolution as the iPhone, but still pretty big, uh, 800 by four something. Um, the uh, the downsides, Android isn't nearly as polished as the iPhone OS. It, it still feels like it's kind of hackery and sluggish. Uh, the worst thing about it is about four hours of battery life with normal use, which for me would be a deal breaker. Uh, I need a phone to last the whole day. Uh, my iPhone right now lasts the whole day with my normal use. So the, uh, the, the Evo has really, really bad battery issues. Nice thing, though, it's on Sprint. Typically, their, their uh, data and voice plans are a lot cheaper. Very good. And, of course, the, uh, the iPhone is far superior. It's kind of like having a flip video camera HD in your pocket. It's kind of like having mm-hmm. a 5 megapixel camera in your pocket. It's kind of like having, um, you know, uh, and it's kind of like having an Apple device in your pocket, which is always good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, if, if, seriously, Matt, if you are thinking about buying a smartphone for the first time, I'm telling you, go, go, go iPhone. Seriously, just go iPhone. It, it, it is something you will not regret. You will not exactly. regret. All well, right. Uh, yeah. I am at, uh, as of yesterday, I was at 239.8. Oh, yeah. So the I've, iPad weight. I've, I've reached my goal. Yes. Uh, however, until we get like a handle on exactly what's happening with clients and things like that, I'm, I'm kind of holding off. Uh, but yeah, I just thought I would let everybody know that I did reach my goal. Very cool. Well, I'm, congratulations, Chris. That is awesome. Thank and you. You'll get that. You'll get that iPad. I, I know you'll oh, have I, it. Very I'm not. Soon. I'm not too concerned. And I'm, not, he, I'm not concerned. And I, got, he, I got a new toy coming out next week anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, and and just so you guys know, do a search for this. Go to Google and type in type in iPad Arcade. Seriously, just do that sometime today. Go to Google, type in iPad Arcade. It's a little, uh, remember the old stand-up arcades? Oh my gosh, that's cool. It's a stand-up arcade box for your iPad. It's got a really good, it looks like a really decent uh, joystick and the little button. can't be real. Is yeah, this real? It, it's, I found this on uh, unplugged.com, so I don't know. I hope it's real. It looks awesome, doesn't it? Oh, no way. This can't be real. <laughs> anyway, folks, go check it out. Uh, Chris, I know you have to run. You've got that phone call in one minute, my friend. And uh, John, I, I, I'm very sorry for cutting your voicemail short. It's just that it was going on for another minute, and I needed to wrap here by 9 o'clock for Chris so that he could go make lots of money. So go do that, Chris. Okay, bye. All right. God bless you. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>